Chapter 1 Some people are as subtle as spoiled milk and about as pleasant. Dorcas Bieber was one of those people, one and a quarter if you counted her killer bossy poo Chandler. Both of them showed up at my desk at the law firm formerly known as Parker, Dennis, and Heath, before the untimely expiration of Heath, early on an overcast Thursday morning in January. Dorcas's husband Weaver trailed behind like a wisp of smoke. The office policy was no animals allowed, but Dorcas made her own rules, and Chandler had no respect for authority. He yapped nonstop from his Gucci carrier, sounding madder by the minute, probably because the other bossy poos made fun of his little velvet sweater on the way over. Weaver stood off to the side, a trim, tidy, bright little man in his plaid cardigan and khakis, his hair short and neat, his nails clipped and clean. Dorcas glared down at me through contact lenses the startling color of tiger's eyes. Nothing about Dorcas was subtle. She was in your face in every way. Rings on nearly every finger, big, chunky necklace, broad neon peach headband. She had acres of overly tanned skin draped over large bones. And she was holding a crystal ball. Some people might have wondered what a crystal ball was doing in a law office. I wasn't one of them. I'd worked at the newly rebirthed Parker Dennis long enough to expect anything. In fact, I was surprised the crystal ball hadn't shown up sooner. We could have used it. The place had been going downhill since one of its founding partners, Doug Heath, had joined the Bar Association in the Great Beyond six months earlier. The problem wasn't necessarily that Doug had died— the problem was that his lowbrow but successful advertising spots had died along with him, and now that his files were lurching to a close without being replaced by new ones, the firm was running out of money, which meant it took every flea-riddled stray dog of a case that wandered in off the street. With a sigh, I turned away from the plaintiff's request for admissions I'd been typing for the firm's associate, Wally Randall. Requests for admissions were part of the legal discovery process that began after the filing of a complaint, where the plaintiff tried to get the defendant to admit to such incriminating statements as, the defendant was born on or about October 1, 1960, which invariably would be denied in the defendant's response. It seemed like a waste of printer toner to me, but then I had to have something to do between breakfast and dinner. I smiled at Weaver frowned at Chandler, and looked at Dorcas. She plunked the crystal ball down on my desk. I want to see Howard. He's unavailable, I said, which is what I always said when Dorcas showed up. No one was available when Dorcas showed up, including Dorcas. As far as I could tell, she spent her days drifting in the middle distance of consciousness with her crystals, visions, and Chandler to keep her company. Wally's here if you want to see him, I added. I tried to push the crystal ball aside off of my papers, but it refused to move. She actually drew back in horror, a reaction I completely understood. Certainly not. I won't have that imbecile pawing through my file. Currently, she didn't have a file. From what I could tell, she didn't even have a life. But she had a hobby and that hobby was filing ridiculous lawsuits. About 15 months ago, with Dougie's help, 
she'd raked a company called Miss Clara Incorporated over the coals to the tune of a hundred thousand bucks. Turned out Miss Clara Incorporated was a phone bank of slow-talking Bahamian fortune tellers who, for three ninety-five a minute, had taken their time predicting a fatal shopping cart accident that turned out to be nothing more than a ding in her car door at the local Aldi's. She'd never seen a dime of that money since Miss Clara Incorporated had folded up shop after the verdict. Ever since then, Wally and Howard had treated her as if she were a few tarot cards short of a deck. Dear, Weaver said, maybe it would be best if we talked to Wally. She blew out an impatient sigh. I don't want to talk to Wally. I want to talk to Howard. She glowered at me. Chandler glowered at me. I was unfazed. 